Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, a fan podcast dedicated to news, rumors, more, everything. Oh my gosh, Bell! <laughs> I'm Bo, this is Bell. Bell, how you doing tonight, man? Uh, fantastic now. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm kind of, you know, my mind, actually, I was telling you just before we uh, we went live here uh, that uh, my, I'm kind of almost got a migraine just trying to process all the new information that we got. Um, let, little, uh, little information for you, if you're listening to the Delayed Podcast, tonight we're doing things a little bit differently in the live show. Typically we uh, do our, our live recording the day after the Flash went live, but since this is the season finale and also schedule situations came up this week <laughs> we are actually doing this uh like not 30 minutes from watching the uh the episode so we didn't get any, we don't have any kind of the usual prep time going into this show but i figure we're not batman this episode no no we we have no prep time whatsoever uh but that being said i, I think uh, this might be a very kind of um impulse uh slash emotion heavy episode you know we've already mentioned that next week we're going to do a call-in show so i feel like what we're essentially going to do is split things up this episode we're going to do a uh, very very just heavy on the review we're going to talk about the episode get into it and then next week we're going to do a lot of speculation and listener feedback with you guys directly uh y'all calling in using skype and so we'll have all the information about the live show or rather the the live call-in show at the end of this podcast but for now, dude, let's jump into the rundown. The rundown. Episode 23, the season finale, Fast Enough, directed by Dermot Downs and story by... The, the two guys, man. These are the guys, the, Greg Berlanti and Andrew Kreisberg. The guys that do the guys, the guys that the, the, the thing, they, the guys with the, the thing. I was going to say the dude, but like, it's two dudes, so it's like the dudes, but that doesn't work with you know, the whole Big Lebowski, never mind. I know we don't have a full synopsis, man, but uh, what's the official description for this episode? Eobard presents Barry with a life-changing choice. Dr. Martin Stein and Ronnie Raymond return to Star Labs to help the team with this final fight. Yeah, you know what? You guys saw it. <laughs> we don't need to do a full <laughs> yeah. full uh, description this time around. Okay, man, okay, so many thoughts and feelings and emotions that I'm just kind of going through right now. I mean, the, the biggest one... I mean, I've never cared about a villain. I mean, I mean, I've, I mean, I've cared about villains. I mean, that's part of you know making a great villain is kind of pulling you into their story. But I've never cared about the death of a villain. I've never felt so heartbroken about I'm the bummed. death of a villain. Yeah, I'm like totally bummed. Well, but I mean, and maybe there might be a little bit of question about what we actually saw and what that actually means. Maybe it would be best for us to start at the very beginning. Let's do that. As someone said, it's a very good place to start. <laughs> Yes, usually stories are best when read from the beginning. Yeah, so, so we do have Barry uh, meeting up with Eobard in the pipeline, having this spoiler-filled conversation. We find out that, of course, the, probably the most important thing that we find out uh, from this entire series, I mean, the thing that's been on everybody's mind, are there cows in the future? You know what? Honestly, like the first time that I saw this show and they had the slightest inkling of time travel, I was like, 
gosh, there's one question that I need to know the answer to, and mm. that is what you just asked. Are there cows in the future? And now I know that 130-something years in the future, there are not cows, so I'm stockpiling right now. Guys, you got you got to freeze up what you got and stop eating so many cows, okay? Save some for the rest of us. My birthday's coming up, by the way, this Saturday. I want to have a steak. Don't, don't go crazy, okay? Let's just make sure there's plenty around for uh, future generations to enjoy the greatness of steak. It's like a cow's opinion. It's moo. Because you know what? Maybe, maybe if there were cows in the future, Eobard wouldn't have gone evil. Oh, man. Boom. You just blew my mind. Yep. Blew my yep. mind right there. Uh, no, but this was uh, really interesting. We also got the uh, the information that Eobard is specifically from 136 years in the future. Now, that is uh, interesting because every single time he's talked about things, you know, he'll say, like, you've been dead for centuries. Uh, that's not accurate. Yeah, that, that kind of took me very bad by surprise. I was kind of thinking he's going to say, like, maybe, you know, several hundred years in the future. But, like, that's once – a hundred years is a, is a single century. Yeah, so yeah. So it's not centuries. So, you know, I, you know, maybe uh, maybe he just doesn't – maybe in the future we refer to singular century as centuries. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. You could, you could kind of give some sort of explanation there if you wanted to, but – I, I think it was maybe just early on they didn't quite know where they wanted to place him, and now we we have to have a little bit more of a a map in time, uh, if if you will, because you know I think that given what we saw at the end of this episode, um, the future might end up playing a, a big part into and for for what's to come. And it's also interesting too because uh, Eobard mentions Rip Hunter, who as we know is going to be the, I guess Doctor Who. Yeah, basically the Doctor Who of Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. But I'm wondering what time period is he from? Because obviously he has to be either at the, he has to be a contemporary of Wells or he has to happen, I guess. Uh, well, he would have to happen sometimes, sometime before Wells left or Eobard left the future. We, yeah, we, so we don't have to, to call be, him Wells you know, ever again, buddy. Yeah, I'm calling him Eobard, man. There you go. Uh, but yeah, no, no, no. So, I mean, you know, we know that he's from East London and the future. Um, uh, from the bloody future that's right so just you know just pay attention all right hey, yeah. we, we, <laughs> b's in the chat we shouldn't we shouldn't uh oh no yeah, you know do too terrible of a british accent we're sorry b uh no man so uh but yeah he does mention rip hunter which by the way he, he says that rip hunter built that thing i'm pretty sure that it was brainiac 5 in the comics i mean i could be wrong on that but i, I feel like the first iteration of a time sphere actually came from brainiac 5 and the uh in the uh, legion of superheroes Yes, but everyone knows that uh, Brainiac 6 is the best Brainiac. Well, but Brainiac 5 is the only good Brainiac. Like, well, that's not necessarily true. Brainiac, I want to say 16 or 13, uh, was temporarily good, and she was actually a member of the Outsiders, but um, that's that might be too comic book heavy. Let's stick with what we got in the show, at least for the moment, because even though you know they, they, they pull extremely heavily, I mean, after all, we've got uh, Stein sitting here and laying out the very base concept for the DC multiverse. He talks about you know, from the beginning of time and various decisions leading to various decisions and all these different uh, possibilities and worlds being built around these possibilities. Uh, call them timelines, call them universes. You know, as I was listening to this, I thought, huh, I, I recognize the language that's being used here. I know he's talking about the multiverse. However, based on what we've gotten to this point, I don't know that I fully buy that that's various timelines. Now, that changed throughout the episode. Everybody kind of bought into what Stein was preaching. Uh, and then when we actually got that exchange between Cisco and Eobard, where Eobard's basically, you know, explaining it's not that Cisco remembers what happened in the alternate timeline because they merged. 
It's because Cisco is freaking vibe, dude. That was awesome. Yeah, like that that blew my mind. Like that was awesome. And I've I've seen that theory floating around uh, on on the interwebs from time to time and you know, I always liked it, but I never thought we would get that. That's that's amazing to me. And and you know, it, it it blows our idea that there was only one timeline completely out of the water. There is clearly multiple timelines at play here. Yeah, and it's interesting too because we speculated on like why Vibe was the only one who was able to. I called him Vibe. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we can, we, dude, we could start doing. We did that kind of you know for fun at the beginning, but now I think we could start just officially calling him Vibe. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because like Cisco, you know, we were we were sitting there speculating why was he the only one who saw any sort of glimpse of this other timeline, right? Yeah. Why is he the only one who's affected by it? And you know, my my thought was that because he died in the other timeline, that like the, the the you know the shock. Yeah, the, the like psychic trauma traveled across time or something. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and I was saying yes, but it's it's that um, you know when uh, my mindset was if it was two timelines and they merged, then there was no Cisco to merge with, which kind of caused this uh, paradoxical thing. But uh, and some people were actually saying that it could be that because of that uniqueness that the the Cisco from one uh, alternate present didn't meet up with the the new alternate Cisco. Uh, that maybe that put him out of sync with time and gave him the vibe powers, but no, clearly he's had them since the Big Bang. So this is awesome, man. I'm I'm totally all about this. The fact that we now have all of these different, you know, we we've got an established multiverse that is now established with kind of various timelines. I mean, that begs a lot of different questions. Um, you know, Barry is set up by Eobard to go back in time to save his mom. I mean, and the the big emotional question of this episode is whether or not Barry should do this. Joe steps in and kind of has that fatherly ultimate sacrifice. Like I'm going to, you know, I'm I'm going to lose our relationship to give you something more. Mm-hmm. Uh, powerful stuff, man, from Joe. This episode. oh yeah, yeah. There, there are three really emotional moments in this show. We had uh, we had Barry and Papa Joe. We had Barry and Papa Allen, and Barry and his mom. Yo, let's save Barry and his mom. That's that was. I mean, but all three of those, man, big, big man tears throughout the entire thing for me. I mean, and it, it just kind of kept on building that, that moment that he had with Joe. And, you know, we, we've gotten those before where he, he basically says, look, you're you're my father. You know, you, you're not just this guy that took me in. You you became my father. You've been my father for the last, you know, 10 plus however many years. And uh, and it's it's this strong relationship that they have between them. Uh, and so, you know, th- there's this. I mean, your heart's breaking from that moment when Joe is telling him, look, you know, go make for yourself a better life, you know, a life where I'm not your dad. And then on the flip side, he goes, he talks to Henry, Papa Allen, who says, Barry, this is a really bad idea. (laughs) And, you know, and, uh, you know, I think probably most of us, at least most of us who kind of understand how the uh, the the space time continuum should not be tampered with anyway. Uh, we're all like, yes, Barry, listen to your dad. <laughs> Don't freaking do this. But you know what's funny, though? What's that? He ends up listening to himself. Yeah. But in a really roundabout, weird way. All right. Well, I'm, and I've got questions for that, too. I mean, when when he actually does, you know, make the decision, he, he, he falls for, I say falls for, technically, I suppose there was no double play at work here. But, I mean, it seems like last episode... You know, the villain, try, you know, he does the dip, the deal with the devil and, you know, he gets, he, of course, it doesn't work out. Here, he's presented with a deal with the bigger devil and he still goes along with it. But the bigger devil apparently didn't have any kind of malicious intent with him. Yeah, you know, it, it seems like Eobard at this point just wants to go home. 
I don't know what Eobard wants, man. I'm so totally confused because as I, and this is what gave me a migraine, as I was realizing and kind of trying to wrap my mind around the fact that we're dealing with multiple timelines and that the, you know, the line that, that is currently in existence is solely because of Eobard's meddling. If Barry was to go back, if Eobard was saying to Barry, go back and stop me from killing your mom and, and I guess kill me i suppose i don't i don't know what um what he thought was going to happen uh but wouldn't that effectively do the exact same thing that eddie ultimately did in this episode i don't know I, and and that's i mean that's that's a, I, I don't think barry would have killed him no that's a good point i mean i i did kind of get the mindset that when he was about to take the jump uh and he was kind of saying his goodbyes he was leaving this timeline this timeline would continue to exist without him uh based on the you know what we understand now and from this episode um you know uh, theoretically, Eddie could, uh, you know, Eddie and Iris could go on about their lives, screw the future, as they may uh, say, which is a terrible thing, by the way, to say to somebody that you're about to spend the rest of your life with. Screw, yeah. screw the future should never be your mantra in entering into a lifelong relationship. Well, but I mean, in their defense, it was screw that timeline or screw I, that future. I know. Screw I just, our future. But yes, yes, I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but but point being that Barry was going to leave. He, he spent his time in this timeline. He's going to leave this timeline. That timeline would go on in existence. He would then go back to the uh, future past or, or go to the future past, the moment where all three Barrys were coexisting. Uh, and from that time, create a new timeline separate from everything else. And so just as everything that we've been experiencing thus far was a timeline created by Eobard, we would now go to a timeline created by Barry. Um, and theoretically, anyway, when he goes back to the future, he would end up on the future that he would have created from that world. Um, yeah, so he would come back through in whatever future he just created basically yeah there's and there's a lot of questions we've talked about it before we're looking forward to the point where barry is going to be kind of a better uh leadership figure he's nowhere near that especially after this episode i mean like you know there's a lot of a lot of questions a lot of thoughts that he has not quite put into this for example you get back there all right you stopped eobard from killing your mom what do you now do with eobard uh, you know, like, do you take him back to your new future? And then once you get there, how do you keep him locked up? You know, that's a that's a whole different. Um, well, there are two Eobards at this point, right? So, like, when Barry goes back in time to Triple Barry timeline, there I love is the, the Triple Eobard Barry timeline. That needs to be a freaking Ben and Jerry's right there. The Triple what, Barry timeline. Triple Berry timeline. <laughs> I love that. Ben and Jerry's flavor. Yes, it's uh, it's got strawberry for red, mm. lemon for yellow. And uh, lemon's not a berry. That would be that would be the reverse triple berry. Well, the strawberry is a berry. What, what's what's another yellow berry? You're not gonna find yellow berries. Is a grape a berry? I don't think a grape's a berry. Grapes a fruit. Technically, strawberries aren't berries. I don't think. Well, you get yellow strawberries, but they wouldn't be very good. Are strawberries berries? I don't know. I don't think strawberries are berries technically. I think we're kind of going off into a tangent that we shouldn't go on. Um, yes, triple berry. And we're live. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we have triple berry, triple berry universe, right? Or triple berry timeline. Yes. The uh, TBT. So in the TBT, Barry goes back. Eobard's there. In the regular timeline, Eobard's also there. So what happens when H.G. Eobard goes back to the future and Barry, maybe he tells TBT Eobard to go to the future too? Will there be two of them in the future? Yeah. And then, I mean, the, the, the thing is, I mean, the, the paradox that it could create doesn't matter because ultimately Barry doesn't go through with it. Right. I mean, like, they, but, but one way or the other, there's just a lot of questions. 
you know, a lot of a lot of thought probably needed to go more into this. And I feel like Cisco was starting out like he was like, you know what? Nope, this is a bad idea. Why are you people even entertaining this? And then he got blindsided by, oh, I get to build a time machine. You know, like yeah, yeah, in, in, in true Cisco fashion. Yeah, moral questions thrown right out the window. Let's just let's just build a time machine. <laughs> well, and then like all I could think of was uh, was Archer and uh, this the scene where you know <laughs> Barry's sitting there and he's like. Uh, do you want do you want ants other berry because this is how you get ants and all I could think of was do you want time paradoxes berry because this is how you get time paradoxes (laughs) big time too yeah and and that's the thing I mean I I, I, that's what I love about Cisco is you know there is kind of this one of us mentality when it comes to Cisco he's sitting there just as most of us were thinking this is such a bad idea and then you know just as any of us would with the idea that oh wait we have the time and materials and the knowledge to actually build a time machine and i get to be the one that does it yeah okay sure wait what are we doing no, <laughs> never mind let's do it let's build a little spill time machine that um that made me happy yeah actually i want to address something kyle uh I saw this, though, so what you're talking about where Firestorm, there's supposedly a scene where Firestorm was going to transmute matter mm. for Caitlin, mm. uh, but they cut it from the show, actually. Oh, was it going to be like one of the rings or something? No, it was going to be a, like, she, he turned a, a thermometer into a flower. Oh. Yeah, but they, supposedly there's a, there's like 30 minutes of footage that they cut from this episode. Bunch of flowers. Yeah, so I'm really excited for the DVD of this season so I can watch all the uh, scenes they deleted, and it's going to be amazing. It should be good. Iris and Barry sharing a moment uh, on top of the, uh, the, I guess, Jitters Coffee House. I think that's where it was. Yeah, and, and they're talking kind of about the just their their whole relationship, not just over the last past season, but the fact that if Barry goes back and resets time, they would n- have never had the whole brother sister, you know, awkward bump that that put in their relationship. You yeah, know, it, they they both at this point are aware that in the original timeline, uh, Barry was. It, well, Barry and Iris together, they they were married. Yeah. Um, you know, Iris didn't know, you know, she never thought that she would become, quote unquote, the hyphenator, but she did <laughs> <laughs> in the original timeline. But point being that, you know, they're sitting here and as much as they don't want to give up everything that they've had, they have, you know, she's almost she's almost sending him off to go and get her. But it's not her. It's another her. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, you know. Yeah, because it's weird, right? Because you're right. If he goes back and he changes stuff, there's not the weird brother and sister stuff. So there's not going to be a lot of apprehensiveness on Barry's part to pursue her, right? Because right. th- that's what he said was he knew so much about her that it just made it uncomfortable to to pursue her because, you know, she's like family, right? Right, right, yeah. And so now that they don't have that, you know, they're still destined to be together. I mean, the, you know, like it's the lightning rod theory, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, 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 it's definitely going to happen, but it's going to be a different person he's going to go meet, you know, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you could, you could see, I've really felt that uh, she played it so well with, with just kind of that heartbreak when she's kind of encouraging him to, to do it because oh, gosh, Candace Patton just nailed it out of the park this episode, dude. Well, you got to imagine like, okay, so you, you think about kind of that idea. You're sitting there with this person that you've kind of, you know, you, you, you love and, and it's not just, you know, you do have this friendship love, but it's, you know, deep down, you want this deeper connection with that person. But you see that they're going to end up with this other person, with you know this other person is who's right for them, and it's kind of this weird, you know, paradoxical thing because that other person is you from another timeline. <laughs> but she's saying, you know, Barry, go get her, like, and that go get her is her. But you know what I mean? Like, this is just yeah, kind of the weird, yeah. weird stuff that goes with time travel. But I just, I, I love that man. It, it works so well on every single level. 
Um, and uh, and it's it was great to see not just Iris but the entire team coming together, uh, regardless of how they felt at uh, whatever point during this entire time that they they do support Barry's decision. Now let me ask you this: Why was there the rush for the um, wedding of Ice and Fire? I presume because they had waited so long, and you know, basically been a year, and all the they're like, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna <laughs> if it were me. And there's there's a, there's a small, albeit you know, there's there's a chance, albeit that it's small, that there's going to be some singularity that's going to eat the entire universe if Barry right, screws okay. up. All I right. would go ahead and get married. I'm just saying. So that that's really, I mean, that's the only thing I could think of, and is is, you know, is it like, well, the world's about to end, why not do it? I mean, like, do they have such little faith in Barry? That was kind of my <laughs> my mindset. With well, that. I, I think it's less of that and more of like a, you know seize the day kind of thing right we don't know what's going to happen right and so we might as well go ahead and do it now I, you know i'm sure they all trusted barry but at the same token they're like ah, you know let's just go ahead and get it done we've waited too long for so long why not so when when there's like a big you know emotional uh commitment like that of a, of a wedding between two characters and um and especially one where we know that that at least one of those characters is about to go on on, on to his his own television show mm-hmm. uh did that mess around with the stakes overall for you um not really because uh all the the stuff that i've read says that they're going to be basically bouncing between the shows uh so yeah but i mean even all right so so forget the forget the the spinoff show for a minute though but i mean just the fact that like oh it's this big emotional wedding between these two characters that is slightly out of left field because we haven't really gotten a lot of um firestorm so to speak for several different episodes and now all of a sudden it's like oh hey remember how we were gonna get married let's go do that yeah, and, and I was probably busy tweeting something because I don't remember exactly what Ronnie said to Caitlin like before that wedding scene. They're sitting there in Star Labs, and they, they had a conversation, and I, and I kind of missed it. I need to go rewatch it, but I, I'm sure he says something there that kind of indicates you know, why the, the rush or whatnot. Yeah, no, 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 and I, I get that from the character's mindset. What I'm saying is from a storytelling mindset, when we sometimes get these big emotional character changing moments like all right go go back to the like probably the greatest episode of the entire season with weather wizard and you know the whole uh, alternate timeline thing mm-hmm. you know all these big things were happening you know iris found out about barry um iris found out about barry that was kind of a big <laughs> yeah that was a big deal you know, and uh you know uh, joe's uh, about to die joe's getting torched he's about to die the entire city's about to be destroyed you know so so this is you know, these are all kind of like big major things that got wiped out because of time travel. And so I started getting those feelers out there with everything that was going on. You know, is this all real or is this going to be undone by the time we get back into season two? Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking that, uh, that there's got to be some stuff that's going to happen. So first off, I don't know if it's going to be time travel that's going to be responsible for it, but with Rip Hunter in the mix and the whole we got to preserve the timeline kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I I will say this, though. Eddie got sucked into the into the 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 vortex wormhole thing. Right. I'm calling it a time storm. I, I think I think it's. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was a wormhole and they were concerned it was going to turn into this black hole. However, which it did at the end of the episode, but it didn't. Right, because like it, it I, here's all right. Let's let's talk about this. Let's go ahead and jump. They even used the term accretion disk, which is awesome. My you know science nerd side of me was like, yay, they're using proper terminology. <laughs> but 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 here's the thing though. All right, so they were concerned that if it doesn't go right, then it could open up a black hole. It did go right. They opened up a wormhole. But the problem was, Eddie killed himself. 
uh, you know, in order to save, uh, in order to save uh, Barry and, and theoretically everything. Now, the problem is by killing himself, he wipes out Eobard, and by wiping out Eobard, he wipes out this entire timeline, which means that that time storm or whatever you want to call it up in the sky is there to destroy all of time. Eddie dies thinking he's the hero. Dude, he's the freaking supervillain that just wiped out all of existence for this timeline. <laughs> I see what you're saying. So, Because, you know, Eddie got sucked into the thing before it went to the big giant thing in the sky. Yeah. So are you saying that maybe, like, Rip Hunter is going to be in the time stream going, dude, no, you can't do that. Well, a number of things. For one thing, I actually wanted what I was going to have down for our speedster speculation for this episode uh, was when we come back next season, will a big plot line for Eddie be whether or not he should kill himself? Uh, and and if he does that, you know, will will we end up getting a Bart Allen coming back to convince him not to? Because after we discussed this on Flash TV Talk about whether or not, you know, if you were faced with this idea that your entire descendants are all supervillains, would you kill slash sterilize yourself? Uh, and, you know, and so if that was kind of this mindset, perhaps we would actually get a Bart Allen who came back and be like, you know what? I'm half Thon. Like, I'm the Flash in the future. And if not for you, there would be no me. So not all of your descendants are, in fact, supervillains because one of the, you know, the fourth Flash in the Flash family is actually part Thon. And, you know, oh, man, I really want to transition into that, but I'm not going to because I want to talk about this. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that would be an interesting thing, right? What do I forgot what I said. Did I say I would sterilize myself? I think I said I did. Or I would. Uh, well, you you kept on saying, and rightfully so, that that. Um, you don't believe that that all of those people were evil. Um, That's true. Yeah, I don't. And so that was kind of the, the, the hang-up that we got into this discussion. But it was interesting to see Eddie ending up with the situation. So, all right, so Eddie kills himself. This is this is where all of a sudden the, the big final moment of this episode ends up becoming the end of Beast Wars Season 2 mixed with the end of Smallville Season 1. Uh, Bell, you don't know this, or you might not remember this. <laughs> Neither of those references. All right, so in, in Smallville Season 1, um, our hero runs heroically into the middle of a super tornado and we don't know what's going to end up happening it's pr- pretty much the exact same thing that happened in the season uh <laughs> season finale but, but the stakes were nowhere near as high right. uh, in in beast wars season two if you have season two episode 47 the <laughs> no seriously man grant grant me this because there's there is kind of a uh there, there's a very big similarity here um, the, the entire plot line of that series are the descendants of the Transformers from the 80s come back in time to prehistoric Earth. Um, the descendant of the Decepticon Megatron kills the, uh, the early Optimus Prime before the original cartoon show, thus wiping out all of the Autobots and thus their descendants. So everybody that's there in that timeline, at least all the good guys, are being wiped out in this time storm. I got very heavily, um, you know, that this, what we're experiencing here is not just some, you know, big vortex wormhole. This is a time storm that's created specifically because Eddie, again, by killing himself and eradicating um, Eobard, he now eradicates this entire timeline. Because as we know now, there are multiple timelines. So you think this is just the the singularity was going to happen regardless? Well, not necessarily regardless, but because Eddie killed himself, that's why it's going to destroy the the universe is because... Yeah, Eddie there there, killed there, himself. there is no universe. There is no this universe without Eobard, and there is no Eobard without Eddie. And Eddie just killed himself. But no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. The that see, this is what this is what's weird. They're two separate time, or two separate universes, right? Are, are we going ton, multiverse? Well, uh, we're going. Uh, yes, they're going multiverse. So we're going multiverse. So if they're going multiverse, we're going multiverse. Yep. The Eddie 
that kills himself isn't the same Eddie that makes Eobard. It's a different Eddie. Because it, well, if that's another... the case, well, hang on now, man. Because if that's the case, and I, I hear you there too. This is where I was starting to get the the migraine factor. If that's the case, then him killing himself shouldn't have taken out that Eobard. Correct. Right. So that's this is where things are going to get tricky, man. There are a lot of um, loopholes and and just you know all kinds of puncture wounds throughout the entire concept of timeline of time travel in this universe. Based on this one episode, we or maybe was, it was Cisco. Maybe it was Cisco, like vibrating the interdimensionalities to cause Eobard to disintegrate into something. I don't know. We're gonna have to get some kind of explanation for this, because uh, this this does you know th- there is there this is where things become extremely problematic. That's a really good point, Bell. Yeah, yeah. So this is gonna be really, really, really interesting. I'm excited to see what they're gonna do with it. But uh, you know, it, it's funny. We were talking earlier about the Flash family. Yeah. There's another member of the Flash family we got a teaser for. Did, did, did you see this? Do you know of what I speak? Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, yes, I want to talk about Jay in a second, but I'm, I'm just thinking about this. I'm, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hurt yourself. You're right, but I'm just trying to give them the benefit of the doubt slash try to, to like mind cannon my way through this. If okay, what, Eobard what is, what... has been trying to like control this timeline, maybe, maybe we were originally right. Maybe timelines and, and universes are separate. Because this is the other thing that I thought of during this entire process is that, you know, what Eobard is doing, what he's getting Barry to do with opening up a wormhole is not like the quote unquote natural way for speedsters to travel through time. It's natural for Barry. Right. He had to do that because uh, because Eobard had lost his connection with the speed force. He couldn't utilize it. So he had to create the wormhole to send Eobard back. Right. But, I mean, theoretically, every single time that Barry travels through time, there's not a wormhole. When he did it the first time, there was no wormhole, at least none that we're aware of. Right, because Eobard's got something up his sleeve, right. probably. And, and so, because he did it this way, this is kind of this weird, unnatural mutation in time slash space, right? Mm-hmm. That wormhole that he opens up, they said specifically, it connects all of time and all of space. So, all there's kind of this convergence point based on what they they created in this kind of weird scientific moment. So, theoretically, anyway, um, perhaps because of that, because at this moment in time, because this wormhole was present and everything that was going on there, um, all Eddies and all Eobards are one. And thus, once this Eddie kills himself, it knocks out the Eddies from all other universes because, again, this is this unnatural rip in time and space. Um, Maybe that's how you can kind of, again, kind of headcanon your way through it. Or maybe Rip Hunter finally got fed up with Eobard screwing around with the timeline and went back and like teleported him to some time prison in the future. Okay, here's That's the why thing. He, like disintegrated. Here's the stuff. thing with Rip Hunter. I, I like the whole Rip Hunter for the the two seconds that we got him in the the Legends preview was great, and I'm all about that. But I'm very glad we didn't really get Rip Hunter in this episode because I was really, I was going to be pretty ticked off if this entire season finale just served to launch a new television show instead of like kept with the storyline. Yeah, so it's fine that we got a Rip Hunter nod. But I wouldn't think too heavily about him. I don't think he's going to factor into the Flash. I think he's going to be off, you know, again, kind of saving the world with Adam and his amazing friends. And that's hopefully. But yeah. I'm just saying it's it, it, it's a, it, it's on the table. Well, not really, though, because his his concerns, not Eddie or Eobard, rather. His concern is um, is Vandal Savage. And so Legends, I really I wouldn't lean too heavily on Legends impacting anything that we're uh, viewing or seeing. I'm sure that this will be a um, what brings rip hunter to our time but i don't think we're going to even experience that in the in the kind of the the storyline of this show yeah probably not so 
what do you think about that? About what? Well, again, the headcanon thing. Like, is that does that well, work for you? And I'm not sure it works for me. Again, I'm just trying to, to think through it right now. The Eddie that killed himself wasn't the Eddie that made Eobard. So that we 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 yes unless that, unless he is and we don't know if it was. <laughs> If you guys are just stuck with one timeline, this would be a lot simpler, guys. Uh, but yes, that's accurate. But but if that's the case, then why did Wells safeguard him the whole time? Eobard, yeah, no. I, or sorry, why did Eobard safeguard uh, Eddie the whole time? Because Eobard was aware, I don't know. But he shouldn't have cared. He shouldn't have cared what happened to Eddie at all. Because if it's a different Eddie, it has no impact on him. If three berries could be in the same room at the same time, then there can definitely be two Eddies and two Eobards, and those two Eddies and Eobards create one another and not one, you know, you, you see what I'm saying? It's like, if, if they're all going to be present and they're all going to be in different timelines. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. Everybody who's listening to this right now, go on to Twitter, tweet Berlinti and Kreisberg, ask them to come on our show. I don't know how we're going to get these guys on our show, but we just, all we want to do doesn't have to be a long interview. We're not going to like ask them one question. We just want to ask them one question. <laughs> Yeah, we just want to talk timeline. That's all. Just, just, just say, hey guys, come on the Flash TV Talk podcast. Explain time travel to us all. Thank you. Hashtag season finale is awesome. And we have, uh, we have cake and pie. We have cake and pie. We will send them cake. Punch and pie as well. Yes, yes. So do that. Let's see if we can get uh, Kreisberg Blunty. You know what? I don't even care if they come on our show. Just go on somebody's show. You know, like yeah, go, give, give us some timeline knowledge here. Go on the Nerdist. Go on Variety or v- Vanity or whatever the thing is. Just go and, and explain it to us, and we'll talk about it. I don't, I, I don't, I really don't care. I just, I want to get this. I want to, I want to understand it because I thought I was doing good, but apparently I was not. See, because now I'm super confused, right? Because, okay, so the the uh, cataclysmic episode where the 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 tidal is going to destroy the city. Barry goes back in time. When he goes back, he sees himself fade into nothing. So there weren't two berries in that timeline. Now we're at the point where there's three berries in one room. How does it work one way but not the other? Like what? Wh- oh yeah, other- yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it might be because they were so close to one another uh, in in time, so to speak. But yeah, I mean, you're right. These are these are the kind of um, uh, questions or things that let's let's do this, man. Let's let's continue. Obviously, we've gotten you know we've got we're, we're uh, not, but just over 30 minutes away from just watching the, the thing or, you know, and so the, this is a lot of kind of our immediate thoughts, immediate reactions. You know, next week we'll have the call in show. I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of different theories. So I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, what you guys come up with as we kind of wrestle through that together. Let me ask you this. Speaking of three berries, when Barry goes back in time and future Barry tells present Barry, you know, not to do anything. Was that him telling present Barry not to get involved in the fight that future Barry was in? Or was that him encouraging him not to save his mom? That's him encouraging not to save his mom because he knows the repercussions of it because that Flash, future Barry, is a more seasoned hero. He understands the the fr- fragility of, uh, of the timeline. Yeah, because presumably, I mean, I would assume that he's done it before, right? Yeah. Uh, because if he chased Eobard through time on multiple occasions, there's a chance that, you know, he knows the outcomes and everything's going to happen. So uh, when Eobard learns his name he follows him back in time to stop him from killing himself. So yeah, I would assume that's, that's him telling him don't mess with the timeline. Look, I know bad things that can happen. So, you know, stay out of this basically. Huh? If Barry is able to stabilize the time storm and if what Eddie did 
impacted this universe to some capacity. Is Wells alive? Um. So, if Eobard's dead, or Eobard never existed because Eddie yeah. killed himself, right? Then Wells is alive, right? Because but if Eobard Wells is alive, this again, this the problematic thing is this timeline would never exist if that's the case. But 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 let's just let's just there there. I mean, obviously they're they're kind of taking a lot of chunks and mixing them all together here. Let's mix it all. Is there a possibility that Tom Kavanaugh is going to be playing? the actual Harrison Wells next season. Potentially. I don't know how I feel about that, man. I really like him as Eobard Thawne. In fact, I was thinking about it during that entire exchange between the two of them in the prison cell, just like how freaking much Tom Cavanaugh's Eobard Thawne has really been, I mean, as much as I've loved what every single actor and character has brought to the series, that has been my favorite piece overall. Yeah, he's been really good. And so, you know, I mean, I don't want to lose him because, I mean, you know, great. Tom Cavanaugh, Wells, fine. But, man, I, I feel – I got a lot of feels, man. I got a lot of feels with this whole losing the Tom Cavanaugh, Eobard Thawne. But it's kind of telling, right, because you have H.G. Eobard who turns into Eobard, right? Yeah. Like you see, you see his face revert back. So it's almost as if he didn't do that, right, because he didn't do it because he, he never existed. Right. So he never killed Eobard, so he never, or he never killed Wells, so he never sucked out Wells's DNA and changed his face. So his face reverted back right back, uh, right before he disappeared into nothingness. Right, no, I, and I got that. So he's totally alive. Yeah, that, I mean that would be kind of implied there. I, man, I don't know how I feel about that. I just don't know how I feel about that. Ah. Well, this is going to be a different character, though. It's still going to be Tom Exactly. Cavanaugh. That's what I'm saying, man. It's not the same character. And, I mean, it's not even going to be the same Harrison Wells that everybody's kind of come to love. Yeah, it's not going to be the, 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 you know, it's going to be the light Harrison Wells, the good Harrison Wells. Can we at least, like, this is going to sound awful. Can we break his legs? Can he still be in a wheelchair? Well, maybe the wheelchair broke his legs uh, in the real timeline. Yeah. Or broke his back or whatever. <sighs> I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I just like I said, a lot of feels. We should, we should have kind of expected a lot of characters to be killed off. I mean, when you've got a uh, an ice and fire wedding, that you know, that's just implication that um, some characters are going to die. It's a Game of Thrones <laughs> reference. A wedding of ice and fire. Yeah, yeah. Also, it, a red wedding. It, it was. It was a very, very red wedding in its own so, way. It's kind of bothering me here with the, the whole time storm thing. I'm hoping that it is a time storm and not an actual singularity. Because the problem with the singularity is you can't just like run the opposite direction and like stop it from absorbing matter. Right. Because it's beyond that point. Like the only way to like prevent it from sucking in anything would be to have an absolute and complete vacuum surrounding it. And the container that's holding your vacuum is large enough to be unaffected by the gravity of the singularity. So what I'm saying is is running backwards around that is not going to do squat. And I'm pretty sure Barry's going to get sucked into the singularity. Well, let me put you this way. Uh, it, I'm, I'm sure it, it will make more sense than the plot line of Superman. <laughs> the OMG Superman moment where if you fly fast enough you know, around the world, then time will go back in time. I, I, you know, I, I've modified my perception of that is that he's flying so fast that time dilation well, of course, you can't travel backwards in time through time dilation, but I don't know. <laughs> OMG science, man. All throughout. OMG science. Big time. Big time. Well, I got to say, like, despite the numerous um, potential. Questions. Well, I mean, definitely the numerous questions and potential theories and 
man, I mean, you got to almost kind of call them plot holes until we get, you know, we get them plugged up. I, I think that there is probably going to be a need for some some time travel explanation. And I don't think that I really don't think as a fan community, we're going to be satisfied with wait till next season. Like there's got to have to be some kind of explanation for, like you said, if uh, if, you know, would, why would killing if, if there are multiple timelines, why would killing this Eddie affect that Eobard? It could be the fact that the wormhole is present. I, I do still see that as as a explanation since all times and worlds are being connected in this one moment. I do see that as, as some potential explanation there, but uh, I do. Well, that yeah. has to be it, right? That I mean, that, but the thing is, they weren't inside the wormhole when Eddie shot well, himself. Well, exactly. I'm, I, trust me, I am reaching there. I am reaching big time. <laughs> but um, that's the only thing that I can even even kind of scrap together to explain it. But um, we'll see. One way or the other, man. Epic, uh, epic finale. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, I feel very emotionally torn, like I said, because of the uh, the, the loss of Tom Cavan as Thawne. Um, you know, if, if he's back next season as, as, uh, as the actual, the real Harrison Wells, great, but it's just not the same for me, um, because I've loved what he's done with, um, with thons. So yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of my, 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 um, overall thoughts. What about you yourself, sir? Overall thoughts and also just kind of points from this episode. Super enjoyed it. I was, <laughs> I was pissed when it ended. dude. <laughs> like I started seeing the eyes zombie stuff come on and like the yeah. credits rolling across the bottom. And I was like, nah, 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 nah. So I rewound my DVR to make sure it didn't like skip five minutes or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, well, where's my next time on flash? Where's my something? Give me something. Give me something. And they gave me nothing. And so I was like, no, <laughs> but it was a great. And the reason why I was so pissed is because it was such a great episode. Yeah. You know, like they're, they're, yeah, it was just astounding. Like everybody did an excellent job. Uh, you know, John Wesley Ship, Candace Patton. Oh my gosh, yeah. Jesse L. Martin, Grant Gustin, everybody just did phenomenal, phenomenal job. And I'm just, I, I cannot wait for next season. Yeah, man, big time, big time. Hey, uh, so let's, let's, uh, you know, now that we kind of talked about the episode and just kind of the impact of the universe and, um, and, and just kind of the characters and their different relationships and how that impacts them. We got so many freaking Easter eggs in this thing. I mean, just oh, yeah. when Flash is actually running through the Speed Force and getting flashes of both the past and the future, um, big moments there and, and stuff I didn't even catch. You you mentioned that you caught the Flash Museum. So uh, I want to say that was the first thing that he saw, or maybe I can't remember if Killer Frost. So, so anyway, you see him running. You see a big gold statue in front of this building. It's standing on a pedestal. The building's yeah. got like columns and stuff. That's got to be the Flash Museum. I couldn't tell exactly who was on the statue. When I go rewatch it tonight, I'm going to check for that. But I'm almost positive that was uh, that was the Flash in a, on a gold statue in front of the Flash Museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I missed that completely. And actually, I missed most of what was going on. I remember seeing Killer Frost... And trying to figure out who that was. I mean, I thought maybe it was... Um, that was Caitlin, 100%. Well, yeah, no, I, I mean, I know that now, but it, just in the moment where it happened, I was like, huh. I was like, is Snart's sister going to get, like, you know, meta cold powers? Yeah. And part <laughs> well, of the, I, I saw, I saw, I'm like, what's Caitlin? And I was like, oh, that's Killer Frost. <laughs> yeah, dude. That That's that's some hype right there, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to that. If anything, I mean, the tragedy of whatever's coming between her and Ronnie... You know, my guess is perhaps in early season two, Ronnie might die, uh, which means that Jason's going to end up being the firestorm of uh, legends. And that might put her on the path to uh, to becoming the supervillain Killer Frost. Well, it would have to be something uh, something that Barry does that results in his death. Maybe maybe he helps Barry do something. Well, and it could be. Yeah, that's that's true. It could be even just Barry stabilizing the time storm. 
kills kills Ronnie uh, in some some form or fashion. Huh? It's possible. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure he's gonna die. I'm pretty sure Ronnie's dead. At some he, point, he's not in Legends of Tomorrow, and uh, Victor Garber, who plays Doctor Stein, is right. And and all he said is, "I'm one half of a hero." He never specified who that other half is. Yeah, and, and why would he say that he's one half of a hero? Why wouldn't they bring both halves there if the other half was there still, right? So so it, it sounds to me more and more like Ronnie's going to die. Rip Hunter still takes Victor Garber because he's like, or, or uh, uh, Dr. Stein because he's like, hey, yeah, you're half a hero. I know, but we're going to get you hooked up with somebody else because in the preview for Legends of Tomorrow, we see a firestorm flying through the air, but we can't see his face because it's like all flamey right. and stuff. Right. Yeah. Not- so, yeah, yeah, totally. Ronnie's going to bite it. That's most likely what's going to turn uh, Caitlin into uh, Killer Frost, if I had to guess. Yeah, that makes some sense, man. Makes some sense. Now, you know, the, aside from all the great flashes that we saw, both of uh, uh, future and past in the Speed Force, and just the like that sh- that great monologue where where Eobard's explaining to him what's going on and how it works, uh, is wonderful. But I would say, out of everything, the biggest Easter egg is what comes through that wormhole. Mm-hmm. Jay freaking Garrick's helmet, the original Flash. Mm-hmm. Dude. Yeah. And that line, what's that? That's my cue to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he knows who that was. Exactly. It's like, uh, ooh, I, I should probably get out of here because, uh, you know, the first one's coming. Well, which is interesting, though, because that shows that, uh, that, that Eobard has knowledge of the multiverse, but he never mm-hmm. mentioned anything about it. Well, and I think, you know, I think uh, him even using kind of the time sphere and, and creating uh, this wormhole, you'd have to have some concept of the multiverse. I'm not even so positive that he's going back to his future he might be going back to a different future altogether or was was kind of his his, his mindset <laughs> watch him you know instead of going back to his time uh, maybe his maybe his original plan was to go to barry's new future that he just created and kill him there could be that got very well could be but um point being man he starts messing around with uh not just time but also universes and um yeah I, now i am kind of curious why would jay throw his hat like, you know, it seems a little... Um, Maybe he just stopped abruptly and, like, didn't have his hat, you know, tied down to his chin or something like that, and well, it just flew through the portal. I have always wondered how Jay's hat is supposed to stay on his head anyway. It's aerodynamic. Uh, it, 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 it creates downforce, so he doesn't, like, you know, jump up in the air when he puts his foot down on the ground. I don't know about that, man. It's uh, it, it, it seems like it would fall off pretty easily, even if he was standing still. Yeah. I'm just You're saying right. they gave the fastest man alive in that world the uh the he he's running around in jeans and wearing a uh a saucer with a very low depth and so just <laughs> interesting to me but um yeah man i so let me ask you this we getting jay oh, gosh i hope so who do you want to see play jay uh john wants ship i well i know right but he's not he can't he can't he can't he's not gonna do that like they've got he's henry allen they're not he's not gonna be jay jay garrick I want, I want John Wesley Ship to do it. I know, I know you do, <laughs> I know you do, buddy. But it's 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 okay, it's okay. We love him as freaking Henry Allen. He's awesome as Henry Allen. Yeah, he really is. But he's been able awesome to do so. Too. <laughs> I know, but he's been able to do so much more in kind of that whole passing the torch throughout the series because he's Henry Allen. Yeah. So all right, so take John Wesley Ship out of the mix. He's got such, he, he, like John Wesley Ship, he he's got a strong jaw. I mean, he looks the part. He right? does. He really does look like a Jay Garrick. <laughs> that is. I mean, like, perfectly like a Jay Garrick. But if it's not John Wesley Shipp, who do you want to see play Jay Garrick? Um, 
trying to think of of, of older actors with really strong jaw lines. <laughs> Because I'm assuming it's going to be an older Jay Garrick, right? You can't cast based on the jawline. The best Batman that we've had to date has not had the you know the best Michael jawline. Michael Keaton was the best Batman, and he did, he did have the best jawline. Yeah, that's debatable. I'm not. Yeah, Michael Keaton. I, I love his Batman. I don't know if it's the best. I'd have to go rewatch everything. But you know who I'd really like to play? Who's that? Jay Garrick. Yep. Me. Dude, if they wouldn't let you play Grodd, they're certainly not playing you. Letting you play Jay Garrick. Do it. Ring that. Ring that. Uh, ring that. Uh, J? Ring that. Garrick. Ring that. Ring that. Of. I don't know. Yeah. No, man. It, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. Harrison Ford. No, he's too old. Yeah, I don't. And that's the other thing too. Since it's a Jay Garrick from potentially any time in time, and space, and time, it could actually be a younger Jay Garrick. <gasps> Ooh. Well. I was going to say it could be Ezra Miller, but with the news that came out this last past week, Ezra Miller is actually playing Bar- uh, Barry Allen. Man, I, that was... Mm, mm. Newsflash. Ezra Miller is playing Barry Allen. Man, that's... that's. Mm. Did that get you in the feels, too? I just... I, I just... You got... You, you have a perfection in Barry Allen with Grant Gustin. I, I have to put the emphasis there because it's very important, right? <laughs> he does such a great job with Barry Allen. But it's you like, knew. I mean, we knew this from the beginning that there was, I mean, there's a separation between the television and, and the big screen. So, I mean, you can't. But, but yeah, sure. You can say that all day long, but it doesn't change the fact that one of the best TV shows on TV right now and probably one of the best superhero shows ever made is Barry Allen as The Flash. Uh, I mean, look, I. I you yeah. can say it's separate all you want. All it's gonna all that's gonna do is either gives you something to compare it to. Sure. No, I, I get right. that. Totally get that. Totally get that. And um, you know, by furthering the point with just kind of these two characters, it makes sense. Now, you know, I, I doesn't. Uh, I mean, why couldn't they have made him Wally? Like, why, why, why? I mean, why? Wally doesn't make sense either because I mean, at this point in in both comics and film, Wally is kind of set up to be an African American character, and and so to have a, a white that's character true. play him on the big screen would make no sense whatsoever. Uh, and so I, I, Bart Allen, man, I really, especially given that, you know, we potentially just wiped out Bart Allen from the lineage uh, by killing off the Thawne lineage on the television show, you know, it, I, I actually probably would have left this episode thinking like, well, at least that confirms Bart for the movies, but of course it doesn't. Uh, now, now, here's the thing, man. We, we, we shouldn't judge a book before it hatches. That's true. That's true. And I apologize. I'm normally not like that, but I just... I, I, I really enjoy this movie or I really enjoy the TV show. And so I just really hope that I don't know. I, I, I don't want to go into the movie with this notion that Grant Gustin's Barry Allen's the best thing ever, because I don't want that to, like, you know, skew my uh, perception of the film. Right. Well, let me ask you this, though. We, we just experienced a Quicksilver of two Earths with uh, with the X-Men Days of Future Past and um, and uh, and and also. Uh, you know, what we just saw in the Avengers. Yeah, but that's different, though. I didn't spend 23 hours with Quicksilver in Days of Future Past or in the Avengers. Or, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, that's that's a fair point. Fair point. But let me ask you this, though. Did you but did you com- even compare these two characters? I did a little bit, but not really, though. Right. Not as much as you thought you were going to. Yeah, not nearly as much as I thought I was going to. And I have a feeling, and you're right, the time that we spend with, you know, television Barry is a good factor there. I hadn't really considered that into my my thought process here. But, you know, I I do think that by the time we get there, it might not impact us as heavily as we thought otherwise. I remember when um, 
uh, when Smallville was on the air, we got Man of Steel, not Man of Steel, we got Superman Returns. And, you know, there was no confusion there. I mean, if anything, you know, and I liked Brandon Routh just fine with what he was doing with the character, which is basically his Christopher Reeves impersonation. But, you know, I, I, and I liked Tom Welling's Clark Kent better than, than Brandon Routh's Clark Kent, but it didn't hurt my overall experience with that movie. There's a lot of things that hurt my experience with that movie, but that wasn't it. <laughs> like Superman's kid throwing a piano at somebody uh, and totally killing him. Yeah, hang on. I've already got a migraine, man. Yeah, no, look, there's a lot of, there's actually a lot to love about that film. But there's also a lot to not love about that film. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no, you're, you're completely right. I shouldn't be judging a book before it, it comes to screen, which is kind of a weird thing to say. But yeah, I shouldn't be judging this movie before we see anything of it. Yeah. Yeah. And but, it's going to be so far in the future that, you know, I'm sure it's not going to be really impactful. I Yeah. I just when I first heard it was Barry, I guess I was more I was more disappointed than anything else because uh, I wanted I wanted to see something different because i do love the the flash tv show's interpretation of the character well here's my so, thing i and that's 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 been a lot of people's mindset that was not as as heavily my mindset my mindset was more we lost an opportunity to get to kind of jump ahead to bart you well, know yeah that yeah that's what i'm saying it's like i i really like the tv version and we're not we're rehashing the same idea as opposed to branching out to new things. Well, that yeah, yeah, and I, I almost feel bad for these sidekick characters because when when these franchise kind of keep on rebooting and rebooting and rebooting and rebooting, we just like you say we get the rehashing of the same stories, and it's like come on guys, like just get these sidekicks in, man. Like let's let's get Dick Grayson back in the mix. Like let let's get him to actually go through his hero's journey and not just be a sidekick. Let's get. You know, man, what a what an awesome opportunity to get Bart Allen as as kind of the Flash of the big screen, and and what a huge boost to that character overall. Um, that would not take away from Barry because of the time that we spent with him. But here's the thing: this is the world we live in, my man. This this is a world in which we have got a a, a phenomenal Barry Allen from Grant Gustin on the the Flash television series, which uh, has just been knocking it out of the park every single week, and uh, we'll we'll hopefully continue to do do so in season two. And we've got Ezra, Ezra Miller, talented actor that he is. Uh, you know, he's probably, I mean, you know, he's going to bring something very, very different overall to this character as he has to because he's not introducing a Barry Allen with, you know, a Team Flash behind him. He's introducing a Barry Allen as a solo hero going into the Justice League. It's going to be a completely different take on the character. And I think that's okay. We, that just means we got more Flash out there to, to enjoy. So let's withhold judgment. Um, let's not do a Heath Ledger is the Joker thing. Let's not be blindsided by the amazingness that is possibly out there. Uh, let's yeah, go in and, with and open yeah. hearts and open minds. That's that's my mindset. I, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I jumped to conclusions there. I shouldn't have done that. But here's what I want to say, though. Uh, two things. First off, I hope that with the success of the Flash TV show, they take that as an opportunity not to spend half the movie on an origin story. Yeah. Granted, granted, this is going to be Justice League, so I don't even know how much of the origin they're going to put in there. He probably might just be a full-fledged hero at that point, which would be great. Uh, because, you know, that that's the problem. You have these reboots every so often, and they retell the same thing that everybody knows about. Like, we all know that Batman's parents died. We all know that Peter Parker was bitten by a radioactive spider. We all know all of this stuff. Yeah. They don't need to show it to us again. So that's one thing. So I'm hoping that the, that the writers of this movie will take that into account and be like, people know Barry Allen was struck by lightning, and he got his special powers that way. Okay, great. We don't have to go into that. Uh, but what I also hope is that Ezra Miller takes this as an opportunity to really make this character his own. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I have no doubt that he he's going to do that exactly. Yeah, because because that's that's another thing, right? You know, everybody loves the Flash on TV. If he tries to be the TV Flash, 
I, I, I don't foresee that going so well. I just hope he takes this as an opportunity to make this his own version of The Flash, which I think everybody can appreciate, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I got to just call this out. Kevin in the chat says, you're asking us not to be fanboys. It's our job to prejudge everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that uh, I, I got a kick out of that. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. It, it, yeah, I, I try to have that mentality about everything where I don't try to go in and, and and have a knee-jerk reaction to things because it's really un, it's, it's it's unhealthy in the discussion of, of of stuff and it just you know it's instantly devolves into arguments and stuff like that when you kind of go into there so i apologize for that but i just hope that we can uh that we'll get something something good in other news grant gaston did write an open letter out to kind of the the fan community overall thanking us for um you know the the support for the show i say us not not us really no thanking- it, 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 he thanks me particularly <laughs> thanking- in the post all of us, you guys that are listening, uh, and and just you know the various uh, blogs and and podcasts and and but I mean more specifically just uh, just all you guys, everybody who's been tuning in and, and supporting the series, you know the fact that in this day and age, you know there is so much support behind a hero that is telling heroic stories, and there are super elements to it, and they're not shying away from, you know, uh, comic book elements. I mean, multiverse, time sphere, time travel in general is confusing and as problematic as it is to have time travel as a primary subject matter for your show like you know they're they're doing that they're doing it full throttle um and <laughs> they're gonna have to face the music a little bit because of some of the decisions they've made with time travel but it's gonna be you know that that's we love them for it we love them for it and so um you know it was really nice if you haven't had a chance to see that i know comic book resources posted it up we we well, I think it's on it. his facebook page it is directly on his facebook page i don't know where it is in this it might be the top thing at you know at the moment i'm not sure yeah. Um, but uh, but check that out. You'll be able to find it, uh, read it. It's really great from our from our leading man. A wonderful team that's behind this series. We've enjoyed the entire thing from the entire season. And uh, you know what? Next week's going to be you guys' opportunity to uh, to kind of voice your opinions about the season as a whole, about some theories going into next season. We're probably going to talk about time travel, but honestly, we're going to open it up to whatever you guys are going to want to talk about. Uh, so make sure next week. 8 o'clock next Wednesday. Uh, be there. Mixler.com slash Pottery. But if you go to flashtvtalk.com, you'll be able to find a link for it there. You can subscribe to the channel and get notified as soon as we go live. You're going to want to have a Skype account. We'll have all the information to call in at the time that we do the uh, live airing. So be sure to be there for that. Also, I wanted to kind of put this out there as well. Um, you know, right now, uh, you know, we, we love doing this podcast. You know, if you may or may not know, I do a couple of different podcasts and uh, love doing all of them. I also have kind of a side project I've been working on, and it's something that I am uh, getting ready to get closer and closer to put out there. So if you are listening to this show and you have got an Android smartphone and you would like to be part of a beta test for something that I'm working on that is in no way necessarily related to anything that we're talking about here, just this is almost kind of me asking for a favor, honestly. <laughs> uh, but if you are interested, you do uh, use an Android smartphone, and especially if you've done a beta test before, that'd be great. Um, email podestery at gmail.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y. And uh, and just put beta in the, the title of that email, and I will include you in the beta. We're going to start that actually in the next couple of days. And so... Yeah. Also, you should include in the email hashtag shameless plug. It's not a shameless plug. No, no, no. Look, I'll, I'll shameless. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this, man. I'll shameless plug the thing once it's out there. But uh, for right now, no. This is just. This is really more of like hashtag help me because I. We need uh, we need people to to help us uh, with the beta test. But um, anyway, like I said, that's that's more of a, a personal request, and I would feel more guilty about it. But it's my birthday on Saturday, so uh, there you go. It'll be a great birthday present to me if uh, if you're able to do that. 
Um, also, until next week, be sure to keep up with us. Of course, you can keep up with us at Flash TV Talk on Twitter. And if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podestery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y.com. Dang, Kyle freaking doesn't mess around. He just emailed me. <laughs> wow. Dude, you're the man. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, even though the show is going on hiatus, we'll still be keeping it down on the Flash Facebook page. So for news and discussions and more and just kind of engagement overall, be sure to like us on Facebook or Facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. And if you like this show, be sure to check out our parent show, Panel to Screen, where this week... We're going to talk about the latest news and rumors from around the comic book and movie world. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. We want to give a special shout out to Charlie Bach, who provides our outro music for this podcast. Uh, Charlie does a lot of wonderful tunes. You can find more of his information on SoundCloud and in the descriptions for this podcast. So be sure to check him out. want to remind you, if you've been enjoying this, uh, this podcast throughout this season, uh, you know, hey, head over to iTunes and write us a review. It's a great way to help support the show. And every single time we get a multiple of 10 in reviews, we like to give away a free digital comic. And here's the great thing. If over the hiatus we end up like accumulating like 20 to 30 reviews, that means we're going to give, you know, two to three digital comics away. And it could be yours. So uh, head over there, write us a review, uh, let us know what you think. And um, yeah, you can win some digital comics. Well, that just about does it for this episode. So for more Flashtastic awesomeness, tune in next week to Flash TV Talk. Flashtastic outro, copyright Matt SC.
a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the US, more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.